0: Greetings and welcome to Faith in the Word with Pastor Cecil Holloway. It is with great pleasure to announce Pastor Holloway is now a published author. His very first book entitled "The Servant Leadership: A Solution in Conflict Management." Whether parenting, education, career-related, or face-based environment, this book will help sharpen leadership skills and essential for coaching and developing. Grab your copy today amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and walmart.com.
1: Apart from God, once you take responsibility and repent, then you'll be able to experience the grace of God and the mercy of God on your life. But we're going to look at uh, Genesis chapter 3. Before chapter 3 here in the book of Genesis, and Genesis is the book of the beginning, We see in chapter 1 and 2 that uh, Adam and Eve were very responsible. Uh, God created the heavens and the earth. He created uh, the garden for them. He created all the animals and everything. So Adam was very responsible. Uh, Before chapter 3, we do not see any type of blaming. No blaming. No blaming between Adam and Eve. No blaming between Adam and Eve and God. There's no blaming. Everybody is responsible. Okay? Everybody's taking care of business. But then we go to, we pick up here in chapter three, and we start with verse one. It says, And the serpent was subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said now we, we found out at the start of this teaching that the enemy who who will come and attack you to get you to start blaming, blaming God, blaming people. He'll start questioning the things of God. Okay, he'll start questioning: Is, is that God, or is that not God, or did God really say this? Whatever. Whenever the enemy comes to you in that in that area, or to start that. Position. you have to realize he's trying to set you up to start blaming. He's he's trying to get you to start being irresponsible and non-repentant. And so by being irresponsible and non-repentant, that will cause you to be away from God when you will not be able to experience the mercy and the grace of God. Because we found out from last week, we need help. And God is our help. But if we are blaming individuals, blaming God, then we will not have access to God's help. So if we see here, he said unto the woman, yea, had God say, said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden, Read on." And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Alright, right there we see, we, we, we see where Eve has selective hearing. Because God did not say they couldn't touch it. Alright? So when you when the enemy start that questioning, and you start getting into that blame thing, you start having selective hearing. You start saying, you say to yourself, well, I thought that's what he said or she said. <laughs> no, the enemy is start calling you have selective hearing. And that's not what God said. Because she, she didn't say what God said. All right? So it said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Oh, that's not going to happen to you. No. Not. That's not going to happen to you. Oh, you uh, you know, you smoking that one joint. You, you're not. That's not. You're not. You're not going to be on meth. Of course not. That's not going to happen to you because you are in control. And then you find yourself, you strung out on meth, heroin, and you think, "But I just started with." Why little John? Deception. And so when you go through that, then you find yourself, you start blaming. You blame your parents. You blame society. You blame your upbringing. You blame your auntie, your uncles. You blame God. And now you need help to get delivered off of that drug addiction. But God is not able to help you to extend grace and mercy because you're in the blame game. You're playing the wrong game. You should be playing the culpability game. That's taking responsibility and repenting. Amen. OK, that's us we on. But God do know that in that day you shall eat thereof, and then your eyes should be opened, and you should be as God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did it. So we have to keep something in mind. Eve was deceived. Adam had his eyes wide open. He knew exactly what he was doing. So what happened? Adam made a quality decision to disobey God. Eve was deceived. But Adam knew exactly what he was doing. So what Adam should should have done, he should have rebuked his wife and said, hey, God said we're not supposed to do that. But he had his eyes wide open. And that's what happened with the most men today. They got their eyes wide open and rebelled against God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I gave also unto a husband. Uh, so man, how do you know, Pastor? Because I ministered in the prison for over ten years with men. I've been part of a men's ministry. I know that I, I know men. I'm a man. I know. I know. We got our eyes and We know what is wrong. But we still make the decision to rebel against God, and then we blame everybody. If anybody's good in the blame game, game is men. We can blame it. We blame is that woman you just had. Like is that woman you gave it? Is that woman I hooked up with? you. And then we wonder why grace is not being extended. God can't help us because we blame. We blame. It. It's my mama I ain't no daddy. I ain't this. I'm black. I ain't got no education. I'm always I'm superior. We we blame it. <coughs> And and, and look at this. The curse did not come when Eve ate the fruit because Eve was deceived. The curse came when Adam ate ate the fruit. Why? Because Adam knew better. So the blame game. Read on. And the eyes of them both were open, and, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed, sewed leaves together and made themselves apron. And they heard the voice of the Lord. God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife uh, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called to Adam and said, Adam, God is still calling men today. God's still and what are men are doing. They got their eyes wide open, and they still blame God. God's still calling men. The, the, a revival will not come into this earth until men are awaking with the spirit of God and start submitting themselves unto God and to seek God and to follow his way until men become responsible and repentant. It's the only way God's going to move. We praise God for our sisters who are and praying, whatever. But until men, because God made his man, Adam, in his image. And men are still playing the blame game. And wonder why God cannot come in and help and deliver you and set you free and restore you. The book of Malachi said, uh, Malachi prophesied in, in chapter 4 He said that the spirit of the fathers Returned back to the spirit of the children And the spirit of the children Returned back to the spirit of the fathers And if not, he said a curse would come What is that curse? The provocation of eternal immaturity. What does that mean? Your kids will be grown 20, 30, 40, 50 years old And still acting immature. Why is that? Because there's a curse in the earth Because men do not want to come to God. Men don't want to take care of their children. So that's why we have all our kids from teenager growing up and they acting immature. Because men are still playing the blame game. Instead of returning back to God, instead of being responsible and then repent. Then God is able to come in and to help you. The Lord God called to Adam and said, Adam, where art thou? And he said, I heard that voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You know? And then he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Who told you? Who told you that you was worthless? Who told you you didn't have no value? Who told you it was an old sinner saved by bread? Who told you? God never said that. Told you not worth anything. You're not good at it. Who told you that? Then God said, "Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I command thee that thou should not eat?" Read on. And the man said, "Here we go. This is where it all began, and it's still working in 2023. This is where it all started. The blanket." And the man said, "The woman thou gave it." Now look at Adam. He gives he gives a double blame. He's blaming the woman, and he's blaming God for you giving me this woman. And what do men do today they blame? They blame their woman, and they blame God. I, 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 normally, y'all, anybody know my message? I don't I don't I don't normally I don't bash men. I live men because men have been so a bad gift. Real. Real. Really. But in this context here, this is still going on in 2023. Amen. The blame that So he said, that woman who thou gave us, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. So, so God said, okay, alright. Let me go down and See what she has to say. Read on. And the Lord God said unto the woman, who is this that thou has done? To me, what is this that thou has done? And the woman said, that serpent.
0: <laughs> now she's blaming.
1: <laughs> Adam blamed God and the woman. Now the woman's blaming the serpent. All right? And the serpent beguiled me. And I did eat. Read on. And the Lord God said unto the serpent. Now God goes to the serpent. Because thou had done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. So the serpent didn't have nobody to blame. The devil didn't have nobody to blame. Why is that? Because a lot of stuff that goes in your life, the devil said, I ain't had nothing to do with it. Amen. That was your choice. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened out. That devil is, we got to get rid of that Flip Wilson. Why you young people don't know Flip Wilson? Who's that? Yeah. I was a comedian back in the '70s who used to say, "The devil made me do it." The devil didn't make you do it. You made yourself do it. The devil said, "Don't blame me." A lot of stuff that goes on in your life, whatever, the devil had nothing to do with it. It was your choice. Instead of you choosing God, you chose your own mindset, your way of thinking. And the devil said, "I wasn't even in there." <laughs> and then God, because if you into the blame game, you will not be able to get the grace of God. You know what you're gonna get? The judgment of God. And God doesn't want. That's not His. He does not want the judgment. He wants to help you. Yes. He wants to deliver you. He wants to make you whole. He wants to set you free. He wants to bless you. But if you're in the blame blame game, then instead of getting the grace of God, you're going to get the judgment. And that's what we see here. Now the judgment of God. Because thou had done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And and then I will put enmity between thee and that woman, and between uh, between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. And unto the woman he said, I will break. This is the this These are the judgment. Because remember, before chapter 3, there was none of this stuff going on. There was no blaming. There was no irresponsibility. There was nothing but the flow of God, the blessing of God. They were in agreement. So now we see the curse. How did the curse come about? Because they started the blame game. So God was not able to extend his grace and mercy. You know what God was waiting for them to do? He was waiting for them to say, I blew it. I messed up. Help me, Lord. God's grace and mercy would have been extended to him. And we wouldn't have to curse. We wouldn't have to now in 2023 believe God for our healing, believe God for our deliverance, because the curse came upon humanity because of the blame game. So here God is producing the judgment. Now, to the woman he said, I will bring multiply that sorrow, that con- that conception. That's why women, when you have babies, you go through a lot of pain.
0: And it is it is stems because of Adam and Eve
1: blaming each other. But by faith, hey, there's a scripture that said that you can walk in faith. You can have a baby, don't have no pain. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah, that's another teacher, but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in that conception. And Saul, thou shall bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, has eaten of the tree of which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and Saul should not eat of it all the days of thy life. So that's why we work working hard. So the sweat of your brow is under the curse. Yeah. Because yeah. before chapter 3, Adam didn't, he wasn't working to the sweat of his brow. He was responsible unto God, the picture of the God, that God did everything for him. Amen. Adam didn't have to work hard for nothing as long as he was in the presence of God. Once you get out the of God, the presence of God, you start blaming, and you find yourself, I'm working hard, I'm sweating, and I'm doing all this work, and I'm doing all this sweating, and because I still can't get ahead. Why? Because you're under the curse. Somewhere in your walk you've been doing some blaming. just saying that, Pastor. Amen. This well, why you don't come to church because you blame you you blame the weather. <laughs> it's cold, it's, it's rainy, it's snowing. You, you, right, you blame right? the
0: weather. That's right, You,
1: you, 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 you blame all those people, they hypocrites. What do you what do you do when you say that? You're blaming. You blaming someone else instead of being responsible and repentant and realize, hey, I'm a hypocrite too. But you're blaming, and so that's why the mercy of God can't come into your life. And so now you like you have the attitude, "Oh, God, God doesn't exist. This God stuff ain't real, and all this." Yet, why? Because you're blaming, and God can extend His mercy. Is anybody (laughs) here? You're blaming, and that's why the mercy of God cannot come into your life. I think that's different. All right. Let's go to Proverbs 28, 13. So we want to talk, we're dealing with responsibility and repentance. Now what is grace? We have heard grace is God's unmerited favor. Well that's not incorrect, but that's incomplete. Okay? God's grace is undeserved, unmerited gift includes his help and his mercy. And we all need help. So God has designed grace to come into our lives where we don't deserve help, but he will extend his grace. He will extend his help and his mercy to us as long as we not into the blame game. So grace is really a gift. Proverbs 28 and 13 said, Look at this, everything I was just talking about. He that covered his sin shall not prosper or shall not success. He, he that covered his sin. Uh, blame, the blame game was a sin. you blaming other folks. you blaming God. You Instead of taking responsibility for your own action and repent unto God so that he can come in and help you, he said he that covered his sin shall not prosper or not have success but whoso confessed and forsaken themselves shall have mercy. Go to James chapter 4, verse 67. But he giveth more grace, wherefore, he said, God resists the proud, so blaming is part of being prideful. We we saw in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam and Eve Uh, what do they do? They cover it up their sin, they hid it, and then they blame someone. So whenever you cover up, you hide it, and you blame someone, you are demonstrating or you are walking in the characteristic and the nature of Satan. Because Satan will hide your sin, cover it up, and then you'll blame someone. So you are in pride, and the scripture says here, look, look at this: God resists the proud. So we see those, so we see those folks that have pride day. <laughs> you really think God is blessing them, folks? Because the word said He resists the proud. And they having pride day, and they coming out with all their sexual perversion, and watch what they do. they blame someone else. And the word of God said, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Humility. Humility is that I'm, I'm taking responsibility, and I'm going to repent. God gives grace unto the humble. So he says, submit yourselves, therefore t- to God. Resist the devil. The only way you be able to resist the devil or cause him to flee, first you got to res- submit to God. Because your power to be able to resist the devil for him to flee, it comes from God. Your help comes from God. But So if you are prideful, and don't submit to God, then you're not going to get here. So that's why you keep going over the same crap in your life. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't well, know, what's up?
0: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And then you find yourself, you blame, you blame folks. James 4, 10 to 11. He says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Seek not evil one of another brother. He that speaketh evil of his brother judges his brother. So in blaming someone, the word is saying you are speaking evil of that person. You are judging that individual. Now, the world likes to use this, you know, don't judge me. You know, you can't judge me. You know, and they always say, yeah, yeah. I, I, to a certain degree, I can't judge you, but you're going to be judged. You know, they always say, God's going to judge you. Yeah, He's going to judge you. One day He will judge you. And you better make sure that you're in that right judgment. Because oh, yeah. there's what is called the great white throne judgment, where pronounced sentence is held.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's the judgment seat of Christ judgment. As we, we believe we're standing there, we get judged for the deeds that we have done after we became born again. But he's saying here, speak not evil one another, brethren. He that speak evil of his brother. And ju- Now look at this. Clement, I'm going to make this plan. I want you to really help you understand. Look what he's saying here. Speak not evil of one another. He that speaketh evil of his brother. So he's talking about being born again. He's not talking about worldly folks. He's talking about you speak evil. So the (laughs) devil, through pride, is not going to have you. If you're born again, you say you're a Christian. If you step back and look at you, you you very seldom speak judgment on worldly folks. Who's your judgment is always? to. Those chafing. that preaching. And look what he says here. He says, speak not evil one another. He that speaking evil of his brother, judging his brother, speaking evil of the law, and judges the law. So he said, when you speak evil on your brother, you judge your brother. Not only are you judging your brother, you speak evil, you speaking, you're judging God. Because he says, judge of the law, the word is God. You're judging God. In essence, what are you saying? When you get to the point of you, you are saying, and you're judging God that I haven't done anything wrong. That's why you. That's why you have issues of being corrected, because you feel like I do everything right. Why am I being corrected? That was cool. I haven't. And if you be honest with yourself, you you and I have not done everything right. Right. <laughs> that is so at times we do need correction. Yes. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Wherefore saying we all tell us Hebrews. So what are you saying here? Um let's go to Hebrew 12. Because we have a solution to all this. The word of God teaches us. If we be responsible, if we'd be repentant, he will help us. And here is our help. Wherefore, see, we also compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every way in the sin which does so easily to set up. And let us run with the patience of race that is set before us. We are looking unto Jesus. There we go. The author and the finisher, the author and the maker, the beginning and the end of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. You have not, you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, here, now here's the solution, despise not thou chastening of the Lord. Now that word chasing in the Greek means the educational, spiritual educational correction of God. He said because of what the blood of Jesus has done for you, cleanse you from all sin. Yes, we are cleansed from past, present, and future sin. But the issue is have you received it? You may know it. have you received it? And if you have not received it, he says, my son, we see in the New Testament talking about my son, he's talking about Christians, he's a believer. Despise not the chastening of the Lord. Don't despise. Some people despise correction. Why do they despise it? Because they feel like, I haven't done nothing wrong. I do everything right. (laughs) I do everything in my life, I have done right. Well, <laughs> then you're higher than that. That's what you're talking about the judge of the law. You're higher than the Word because the Word said we all have sinned. So what? you lifted up with pride. So he said, Don't despise the chastening Lord, nor faint, but thou art rebuked of him. For whom the, love, whom the Lord loveth. Now, my wife and I have been preaching for years. We always taught our members and church members that, you know, hey, if, if, you know, if I really love you, I'm going to correct you. Amen. But the world has taught, the world has taught Christians. Because, you know, most Christians get their understanding Amen. about God from the world, not from that books. So they look at, oh. If you love me, you wouldn't correct me. That's God, what God said. Well the Lord, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He corrects you. Thank why you. does God correct us?
0: Because He loves us. Thank you, Lord.
1: Why do I correct you? Because I love you. you if I why do you love, you love your children? Because you correct them. So if you don't correct your children, you don't love them. If I don't correct you, I don't love you. If God doesn't correct us, He doesn't love us. Jesus had to be corrected.
0: Yes. What? Oh, <laughs> the book of Hebrews
1: said that Jesus suffered obedience. Jesus had to learn how to. So now you are higher than Jesus. Jesus had to be corrected. Oh, you remember that story when he was at the age of 12, and he was in the temple teaching the teachers and the scribes and all that, and his dad and mom, they left, and this Bible said three days later, they realized, oh, where's Jesus? So don't judge people who leave their kids in the car unaware what you judge them like? I wouldn't. Don't ever say I wouldn't do that. Oh, you just opened the door, but the devil said, "Here I come." They went three
0: days and they forgot about Jesus. Wow! And they had to go all the way back
1: to get Jesus. And his mama said, "Boy, where you been?" Where were you? What happened? To him? He said, "Woman, don't you know I have to be about my, my father's business?" And then I'm paraphrasing. The scripture said, "And then he was corrected, and we didn't hear any more from Jesus from the age of twelve to mm-hmm. thirty. <laughs> Why is that? Because he had to learn how to keep this flesh under correction. Amen. Yeah. Because he was getting ready to move." out of the time of God. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yes. Wow.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord.
1: So who for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteth. Scouches yeah. every son whom he receiveth. If you, if ye endure, what I said, if you, <laughs> if you don't, get offended and quit. That's endure the chastening of the Lord. Mm. If ye endure chastening, God dealing with you as with his sons. But what son is he whom the father chasteth not? Well, if you be without chastisement, whereof all potatoes, then are you bastards and not sons. What He you saying? Mm-hmm. He said, if you don't allow God to chastise you, to correct you, then you are a spiritual bastard. You are an illegitimate child. You don't believe God is not your father. So if you, he said, who God loves you, he'll chastise. you will correct me. Thank you, Lord. That is letting you know how much God loves you. Thank you, Lord. Because he do not want you to be out of his timing, right. out of his will, and he wants to help you. You
0: need help. Yes. 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 Oh, Jesus. You we know, do Yes, sir.
1: Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. We have had fathers giving us butt wounds. But now look at this. And we gave them preference. (laughs) Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they barely, for a few days, chasing us after their own pleasure. What did he say? He said, hey, there was sometimes my daddy put my butt because he enjoyed it. That's what that means. They did what they own not They enjoyed whooping your butt. Okay? But now look at that. But he for his profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Read on. Now, no chastening for the present seemed to be joyous. You're not, you're not excited because you're getting chastised. But grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, what is that? Thursday night? Conviction.
0: Afterward. In the conviction is where we get the chastening. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Then afterwards, we repent and get the blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto those which are exercised thereby wherefore, excuse me, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet lest that, excuse me, which is lame to be turned out of the way but let it rather be healed let's go all peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord look diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you if you don't like correction, you will have bitterness. And therefore many be defiled. We know what defile is. Lest there be any fornicators or profane people as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Mm-hmm. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he saw it carefully with tears. Now, I want to get into this real quick. Esau could not find a place of repentance. So here in Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 17, we see here the subject is about correction, the chasing of the law. The language of rejecting correction, this is the language of rejecting correction, correction, I can't do anything right. That's the language of rejecting correction. I just can't do anything right, can I? In essence, you are rejecting correction. When you're being corrected and you have this, I can't do anything right, you are rejecting correction and when that occurs that causes you and I to fail or fall from the grace of God or come short of the grace of God and that's what they say God is not able to help you <laughs> the way you, that's not God's will for you to, to go through the stuff you go through lacking finances having multiple relationships, babies out of wedlock. That's not God's best. God wants to help you. But if you reject correction, the chastening of the Lord, then God will not be able to help you. Now, let's look at a prime example of this real quick. Genesis 25. you all okay? Yeah. yeah. That's why we do not want to judge our brothers or sisters. We want to walk in humility. Right? Why is that? Because judges are not doers. And doers are not judges. Judges are not doers of the word. You're not doing the word if you're judging. When you get corrected, take responsibility and admit it and quit. Amen. Amen. Just take a You're right, Lord. Cause you know when you get corrected by God, and you reject it, and you say, "I didn't do anything." You are telling, you're telling me, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, and you don't know what He's talking about. Mm-hmm. And He knows all. So that's why he's bringing spiritual correction to you. Because he wants to correct you because he has an expected end for you. He has a blessing. He wants to help you. But if you start judging, and judging is blaming, then you're not a doer of the word. Because a doer of the word will not blame, will not judge. A doer of the word will know that if I get corrected by God, I'm guilty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lord, repentance. i am taking responsibility to say I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to repent. And now the grace of God can come into my life. So that is why some people, some, you know, why some people lie and they remember, they remember when. <laughs> when they used to do this and do that or do that. And now they just see the blessings of God on their lives. And they look like, how did that happen? Well, so somewhere in their walk, God corrected them. And they are better than quit. Amen. Amen. And now God was able to extend that grace on them. Yes. And now they got this supernatural power on their life. They just blessed going in, blessed going yes. out. Anywhere yes. their feet yes. tread upon is blessed. Yes. Everything they touch is blessed. And exactly. even the folks looking at that. how they blessed? How they get blessed? Because I remember when. Right. Do you
0: remember? <laughs>
1: I remember when we used to smoke crack in the crack house together. And now look at this. They got a thriving ministry. They got a thriving business. They got a husband. They got a wife, children. I remember when we used to. What happened? They got godly correction. They admitted and quit it and repented.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's why this sister got
1: ordained no like right now.
0: Hey, this is real, like it's right in front of us. Yes, this is it, real, it like,
1: is. stuff. Yes, it is. And then people look up. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 what was your nickname back in the world? They had a nickname for you. Dirty D. Yeah, yeah. Booger. Booger. Booger with A.
0: <laughs> you boogal, what up girl <laughs> <laughs> you See how I
1: changed the name
0: <laughs> I remember
1: when And she received. Oh, that correction! It was grievous. <laughs> but so look at the outcome.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
1: See y'all know. Y'all, y'all. See, see, see. Y'all, 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 y'all. Yeah, we don't think about that. We're giving them about ten or 15. her uncle tricked him and said, hey, if you want Rachel, uh, you gotta work for me seven years. And then after, you know, you worked for seven years, and while he worked for his uh, labor for seven years, he prospered because of the man of God was anointed. He said, I'll give you, I'll give you my dog. That's how he loved that girl. He loved Rachel. That girl, that girl mm, yeah. You worked seven years hard. And after the seven years was up. Do the old okey doke, and say, well, you know what, I appreciate it, but the eldest daughter if you have to marry her first, Leah. And like, I just said, well, hold up, you said I'm gonna get Rachel. I gotta get Leah. And the Bible said Leah was ugly.
0: She was, a <laughs> she, was she was ugly. <laughs> okay, but hey,
1: hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen. Don't 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 despise them ugly ones. Because she gave them twelve tribes. Twelve children. Rachel couldn't give them nothing. So what you think is what I really want? <laughs> and then God can say, okay, but you may you need this. And you look at that and go, look, I really don't want that. Hey. Your blessing can come through what you don't want. Usually, that's how God works, yeah? Yeah. The thing that you really don't want, things you're afraid of, the thing you don't want to deal with, the things that you don't want to be responsible about and repent about, you're like, ugh, you got your blessing coming in. (laughs) Okay. so so, so, uh, continue the story. So Isaac said, hey, I love Rachel. I love that girl. I work seven more years. You know? So I, I challenge you, man. How you know, hey, how you how you how you love your woman? <laughs> that brother, you worked fourteen years for her. That sister had to be fine. <laughs> that was a fine sister there. Fourteen years. And some of these brothers today, they can't even do a half a day. And <laughs> talk about fourteen years? All right, so now, so, you know, so now she finally gets pregnant, and, and she had these two kids in her. The Bible says two nations are fighting each other in her. She had these two, say, Ah, Esau and Jacob. So we figured up, man, you know, she had Esau there, so they grown men and everything. Now, look at this. Esau said to Jacob, his brother Jacob, feed me, because Jacob, he stayed in the house with Mama cooking. Okay, I'm going somewhere.
0: Jacob <laughs> stayed
1: in the house cooking with Mama. He was good cook, and, and there's nothing wrong Mama teaching you how to cook or everything, but, but look, 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 look at the concept. So, so, but his brother Esau was a hunter. He was a worker. Okay? Now, when they was in their, their mother Rachel's womb fighting each other, they came out they said Jacob looked like his people, but Esau looked different. One scholar believed, one of his uh, biblical historians believed that Esau, when he came out, he was uh, albino. And Jacob was of a darker complexion. All right? But Esau was a hunter. Everybody was a great hunter. All right? But Esau was kind of, you know, lacking on the fixing meals. His brother Jacob was an expert. So that's why he comes, he said, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, or stew, something like that. Way. For I'm faint. he said, I'm tired, I'm hungry. Therefore, now pick this up. Therefore was his name called Edom. So Jacob, I mean, Esau's name was Edom we get the Edomites mm-hmm. where it's derivative of the Sodomites.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And the Bible says that Rome is evil. Okay, now watch this. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point to death. He, he, he wasn't to that, but he said, I, What I, I want to eat. What he, he wanted to feed his flesh. Alright? He said, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? What's this birthright gonna do to me? I'm hungry. I need to eat. I feel like I'm gonna die. But here, Jacob. Now, Jacob, remember Jacob hung out with his mama cooking. Jacob is getting ready to do the old okey doke on his brother Esau. Where did Jacob get that from? Mama?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mama's teaching him how to do the old switcheroo here.
0: <laughs>
1: so Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he sweared unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. He gave, he sold his birthright. A bowl of stew. Now look at this, we Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage, okay, and lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus, Esau despised his birth. This is birthright. Spiritual birthright is, is, is uh, responsibility and repentance and receiving the blessing. Esau despised him. Now watch this. He despised. Him. Go to Genesis 27. Now the custom of Abraham, Isaac, and Jay well, Abraham, Isaac right now, Isaac, the, to pronounce the blessing on the eldest son. But if you go back and study it, they talk about when they two was in the womb, fighting each other, there was a prophecy that was given to those two kids that the eldest son Son will serve the youngest. Now that was not Israel protocol. Well, they, they weren't Israel yet until Jacob. He got his name changed. To Israel, but that was not Abraham Isaac protocol. But their protocol was their eldest son is will be blessed. But the prophecy was getting getting was given to them because the scripture says there is two nations fighting each other. With this, stay with me. stay with me. stay with me. Two nations are fighting each other. And the prophecy was given that the eldest son will serve the youngest. Why was that? Because, hey, believe it or not, God knows all.
0: Amen.
1: And God knew what we read in Genesis, beforehand, Genesis 25, God knew that Esau was going to despise his birthright. That Jacob would. Now, how Jacob went about doing it, that wasn't right, but Jacob valued the things of God. Esau did. Now, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. I want you to look at this. Spiritually natural. I want you to look at this from a spiritual eye on natural physical flesh manifestation. So we can understand something. When Esau heard, so so now uh, uh, it's time for the blessing. Isaac is getting ready to die. And before he died, he had to put the blessing. Now, Jacob's mama, who's a trickster, <laughs> told her son because Jacob had a lot of hair on his body. Uh, Esau had a lot of hair on his body. Jacob didn't go, what? Jacob was in the kitchen cooking. Esau was working. So he had a lot of it. So his mama told him to, to receive the blessing. His mama knew of that prophecy. So his mama told him instead she wanted Jacob to get the blessing. So his mama told him to put hair on his skin. So when you go in, so he went in his father's getting ready to die, and Isaac he, he his, his his vision wasn't that strong. So he came in and he brought some food into his father, and he said uh, he said Father I'm here to get the blessing, and his daddy said wait a minute wait a minute that sound like that sound like Jacob. He said, no, no, father, it's me, Esau. So so he extended his arm to him and he told he said, oh yeah, that feels like Esau, but it sounds like Jacob. He said, well, you know, I can't see very good, so that's my boy Esau. So he blessed Jacob with the blessing. Okay, that's still. Um, Okay. Mm. So he blessed. So now here Esau comes in. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with great excitement. Said, said, Esau come in and said, Okay, father, I, I, he, he went and he, he got his father some special venison, uh, some barbecue venison with venison and tomatoes, the way his dad likes it, on a bun and everything. He said, Okay, here's your, here's your grub, daddy. I'm ready for the blessing. And his father said, who are you? He said, this is Esau. He said, no, Esau is already here. I've already blessed him. So that's why he said, when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. And said unto his father, bless me, even me also, my father. And he said, thy brother came with subtility and have taken away the blessing. Read on. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. Mm-hmm. Did he supplant him to him? No. It was his choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody forced force, force him to give up his birthright for some food, it was his choice, it was his decision. He did not receive correction because the correction was for him to be blessed as the eldest son. And if he would have been humble, that prophecy that was spoken on his life, God would have been able to come in and extend grace and turn that whole prophecy around when the elders wouldn't serve the youngest. But he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. He took away my birthright, now he took away my blessing. No, he he didn't take it away, you gave it away. You you gave it away. And he said, has thou not reserved a blessing for me? He said, Father, you have a blessing for me? I need to be blessed. Read on. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord and all his brethren have I given to him for servants.
0: Wow. Oh, Jesus.
1: Mm. Ready to go somewhere that's gonna go somewhere. He says here, Isaac answered said unto him, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. All of Jacob, he has made him Lord. All your brethren I have given to Jacob to serve you, to serve him, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Has thou but one blessing? My father, bless me! Even me also, O oh my father, hath Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Now, what was the prophecy. the meaning of Esau, Esau treat holy things as common. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Esau is called Edom. Sodomite. The word of God says that Rome is Edom. If you look at this in the natural, with spiritual eyes, from the Word of God, the dominant majority in America are Edomites. Mm -hmm. The dominant minority in America are Jacob's. Now, why are we having a racial conflict? Because of this. It was prophesied that Jacob, the dominant minority, the Edomites, will serve you. And that's why for over 40-some years in this country, we have had racial disparity because every god is of what the world says there's no such thing as atheists and agnostic. they know who god is yes they know what god is of.
0: yes so that's
1: why we had all this racial disparity in this country and god has brought numerous correction to this nation and this nation has rejected because the dominant majority of this country, according to the Word of God, if you study, if you don't believe this, what that's study is Edomites, and the dominant minority in this country are Jacob. Now, just as because the Edomites love to hunt, they love hard work. but they despise the things of God. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about this, is I'm saying spiritually, looking through the eyes of the Spirit, into natural stuff. We are under grace now. Whosoever will come to God. Anybody can be born again. It doesn't matter. But if you stay in that fixture of the Spirit, what he's saying here, the dominant majority in America are Edomites, which is Sodom, <laughs> we know what Sodom is? Sodom and Gomorrah. Homosexuality, lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? Because they despise the holy things of God. Yes, they do. And then you have Jacob, which is the dominant minority in this mer- in this country. But we don't we don't have so much to rejoice of because Jacob is a trickster. Yeah. Jacob is hard-headed. Mm-hmm. But Jacob, in his cynical little way, valued the things of God. Yeah. That's why we see the different styles of worship. And God said in the book of Malachi, this is what God said. Remember, as remember I said, we're under grace. Whosoever will can come. But God said in the book of Malachi, chapter 1, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. And he's not talking about the individual person. He's talking about that natural characteristic so that's why we've been having racial, racial disparity in America for over four and some years, because they know of the prophecy. It was prophesied by God that Esau and his descendants will serve Jacob. So that's why slavery was instituted. That's why Jim Crowism was instituted. That's why second-class citizenship was and and not only in America, worldwide. Because God is trying to bring spiritual correction. God, is, the Civil War in this country was a correction from God of what these individuals did to those slaves. That was the purpose of the Civil War. God was trying to bring correction. He was trying to bring responsibility and repentance so that he can extend his mercy and his grace. And God is long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's waiting until we finally get it right. But that was the whole purpose of history has been rewritten in America. Because do you really think? that God is okay for people to be enslaved by another group of people? He's okay with that? No. He wasn't okay with that with Israel when it came to the Egyptians. He delivered them. So you think God was okay? And so now God is trying to bring correction. And the correction is whosoever will will come to Christ and once you wholeheartedly Take responsibility. Say, yes, I am a sinner. I need to be saved. I repent. The grace of God can come into your life. Yes. Now you can look at your brother and sister with no racial disparity. Amen. 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 So Jacob was a trickster. Jacob was hard headed. Jacob is still hard headed. Jacob's still hard. But God is waiting for us to take responsibility and to repent. Go back back to Hebrews
0: 12. I'm close. Hmm.
1: Thank you for your grace and your
0: mercy. Yes, indeed.
1: Thank you for your grace and your So, Hebrews chapter 12, we see here that correction has been instituted by God so that He can, so he can extend grace and mercy. We saw there in, in Esau and Jacob that Esau despised the blessing of the birthright. He didn't despise the blessing. He, he, he loved the blessing. Most people, they love the blessing, but they despise the birthright. And what is the birthright? They want the blessing but not the birthright. Esau wanted the blessing, but he did not want the birthright. And we saw here in Genesis, God said Esau despised the birthright. He didn't say Esau despised the blessing. He wanted the blessing. He kept calling his father. Father, you have a blessing for me? They want the blessing, but they despise the birthright. And what is the birthright? The birthright is the responsibility. They want the blessings of God, but they don't want to be responsible to God. And even though Jacob was a, twi- a trickster and all that, he became responsible to God. And how God demonstrated his responsibility. He changed his name from Jacob, Jacob means trickster, to Israel. So we want the blessings of God? Oh, yeah, we want the blessings. What are the blessings of God? Oh, salvation, healing, deliverance, prosperity, blessed marriages, blessed family, money in the bank account, good life. Oh, we want the blessing. A lot of us despise the birthright. We don't want the responsibility. And the word of God says that when we despise the birthright, the responsibility, Jacob I love, and Esau I hate. God doesn't like it when we despise being responsible to Him. The only thing you gotta do when the chasing of the Lord comes, a minute and quit. Now grace can be extended, and then you'll be able to receive the blessing.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your word. All
1: right. Thank you, Lord. We'll pick up part three next week. Y'all get anything out of this? Yeah. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.